You're listening to the CXMH Podcast. CXMH is a podcast at the intersection of faith and mental health. Hey, welcome back to the show. My name is Robert Bohr, and I am one of your hosts. And I'm joined today, as always, by my fantastic co-host, Dr. Holly Oxhandler. Hey, Holly. Hey, Robert. How are you? I'm I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing well. I'm excited and grateful that we're getting a chance to kind of chit chat today. Just us. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of getting back into it. You can, with the uh, the overlapping question there, maybe you can tell that it's been a a little minute, which is great, you know? Yeah. Uh, Kind of using back into it, which I think is uh, a little bit of what we'll talk about today. But how how was kind of the end of 2023 for you? I mean, uh, you know, uh, it doesn't have to be a, a play-by-play, obviously, but it's been a minute since we've uh, <laughs> heard from you there West. So, uh, you know, what, what exciting things have been happening? Yeah, no, I, I really appreciate that. Um, yeah, it's, I mean, it's, things have been, wow. I mean, we're, you know, we're recording this early in February, um, and I think that kind of speaks to kind of the posture and rhythms of the start of this new year. And that's good and okay and welcome. Um, yeah. But yeah, end of 2023 was was good. You know, the, we had a great, wonderful Christmas uh, with our kiddos and got lots of great time with our, our loved ones and our family. I'm so thankful for. We had a chance to travel uh, to upstate New York, which I might touch on a little bit in a little bit, but, um, (laughs) but yeah, it was, I mean, it was a nice transition from 2023 into this new year. I know that, uh, for myself and I know for several folks, like 2023 was not the easiest year or maybe not the smoothest year or, um, you know, there was good stuff woven into the, into 2023, but it also was a little bit, bumpy, um, at least for, I'll, I'll say at least for me and my family. And, and, and that's okay. Like we, we just make room for that. Right. Yeah. Um, and so I, I feel like all of those themes have kind of been woven into, you know, a, a real sweet and tender and good holiday season, a good break with my family and also the intentional need to, uh, create some space to just kind of recover from, 2023 too. So, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So that's a, a little bit. I mean, I think that was about a minute. So, not play by play, um, <laughs> just poking <laughs> it. <laughs> but um, yeah, that's, I mean, we can dive into a little bit, uh, you know, as we chat today. But I want to yeah. shift in here about you. Like, how was your holiday season? How is, how have things kind of been um, for you guys as you've started this year? Yeah. It, I think much the same as you. I would say it, it was, there was lots of of good tender moments, lots of of good memories and things like that with the kids and family and all of that. I think as the as a maybe fitting conclusion to a twenty twenty three that definitely had some some harder things for me as well. I think uh, it was um mm. there was a an interesting, not interesting like purely cognitive, but just for the sake of conversation. I mean, I think there was a 
um, a notable, I guess, tension for me yeah. um, with the Christmas season and um, the the people that that has historically been kind of tied to emotionally and, and with memories and stuff and yes. sifting through some some grief with that and and navigating how to um how to how to ha- hold the tension of like I want my kids to have a fun Christmas and I want all of that but then also uh, needing space for myself and and how to like yeah feel what I was feeling and and uh be you know have some grace for moments where I needed to kind of pause and grieve and acknowledge that and then also yeah. But holding that alongside the the part of me that also wants to ensure that uh, the whole it's not just a, a downer all the time for my kids or whatever you know which like I don't think and Brooke yeah. was really good about being like I think it's it's okay for them to also see that with you right like that there are times where you need yes. moments and yes. you're allowed to you know have have whatever's happening with you and that's like good for them to see like that's fine you know you don't have to pretend like it's not which obviously I agree with brain wise and then there's like part of me that's like but Christmas is supposed to be fun for kids, you know, uh, which obviously yeah. it still was, you know, but you know, just sorting through some of that, you know. So um, just as a fitting, a fitting end maybe to 2023, because as you were mentioning, a little a little bumpier there. And then, yeah. and then, you know, shifting into 2024, perhaps slowly. Yeah. Which we're, I think, going to talk some about about today. This is, this is. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I appreciate you sharing all of that. And I do appreciate that you're able to model some of the nuance and complexity of carrying grief during seasons that our culture really pushes to be shiny and sparkly and perfect and packaged. And, you know, that's it's it's good for them. I mean, I, I wholeheartedly agree with Brooke. I think it's good for them to get to see some of that, even though I know that doesn't make it easy by any means to have to navigate that or anything but but I think that's good because it'll normalize it when they have Christmases that aren't all yeah shiny and packaged and sparkly and all the things right <laughs> yeah so yeah. that's okay it's okay so yeah well anyways, I, I know that yeah I know you mentioned that we're recording this in February right which is a little bit later than perhaps we mm-hmm. typically come back uh we uh ended i think the last one we released was december 11th and so we didn't do kind of wow, a wrap up one. yeah yep and then your your newsletter your most recent newsletter which came out kind of a couple of weeks into january again there's a, a theme it? running here which is some slow moving was actually about moving slowly into a new year right so i think we were gonna yeah. talk some about that and the idea of like i don't i i do think it's becoming a little bit more normal as opposed to, you know, maybe in the past, everyone was like, new year, new me, let's all make right. big, right. huge goals and resolution. You know, yeah. I feel like that yeah. has tampered down a little bit. But, uh, you know, like we were just talking about, even if it's not explicit, there is still, I think, some kind of implicit feeling in all of us of like, okay, now's the chance for a whole new beginning, which obviously isn't necessarily the case. It's not like we get to dump all our everything right. in December. Um, so talk to me a little bit about what that's like for you or maybe why that was what you wrote about in your newsletter, right? Just as a way of kind of setting up, hey, why why talk about this? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and thanks for, I feel like you framed that so beautifully. So for our our listeners to, who don't know, so I do, I do send out a newsletter each month. Um, it is through um, Substack and we'll put the the link in the show notes just so that you can 
see. Um, but I like to create a little space for some reflection. And then I create a space for some resources on the intersection of faith and mental health. Um, I also, you know, talk about things I'm reading and listening to and, and, and have a benediction. But like this month was one that I really, it did come out later than normal. And for those who have been following along for a while, like my fall newsletters came out later than normal or some months they just didn't make Mm. it. And that's okay. Yeah. Yeah, completely okay. But it, it kind of speaks to some of the ways that 2023 was just a little extra bumpy and tricky. And so as I moved into the new year and as I sat down trying to think about like, what do I want to write about as we start this new year? I was really mindful of the ways that every January, it really does tend to be the space to be like, yay, new year, new you. And what are your goals? And you're going to crush them. And, you know, and it's just all of the go, 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 and just change and pivot and, and, and move and do and all of the things that, that they can be really good. And I hope our listeners hear from me when I say that, like, it is good to identify meaningful, helpful, goals. And that can be really good in motivating us to move toward who we want to be or the things we want to do, or, you know, to fulfill the dreams that we have for the things that we want to do. And at the same time, I think that this posture of just creating the goals and going and doing and hustling and, you know, crushing them and all of the things, it can sometimes move us toward a place of forgetting that control is an illusion and it can create a space for us to addictively want to just keep going and do and, you know, just go, 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 go in ways that may not be honoring where we are in our own, you know, messy, imperfect human journey. And so, um, I thought this, you know, so when I was thinking about this, this newsletter and just starting this year, like, I think you're right. I do think that there are more folks who are probably leaning into a slower uh, movement into the new year. And in some ways, I think that speaks to maybe collectively how tired we are or just where our priorities are shifting. I think it um, is speaking to how we've, we've just all carried a lot for a long time. And I think we're also looking to 2024 and we're like, oof, there are going to be some things that we're going to have to navigate this year. <laughs> I yeah. mean, I have no idea what those things might be, um, but there just may be some things that we are perhaps reserving some energy for and preparing perhaps. ourselves for, perhaps, just perhaps. But yeah. I know for me, having that that time over the holiday break to really rest, it wasn't I mean, I was talking with, I was reflecting on it with my husband, with Corey, and it wasn't like we just lounged around and did nothing all holiday break. You know, we did spend lots of time with family, but it was like once we kind of got back from that, I just found myself in a place where it wasn't like, okay, what are all my goals and how am I going to crush them this year? There was really a space of like, okay, what what is mine to do and how do I prioritize doing it, but also making sure that I leave space for recovering from last year. And so the newsletter, it, it talks about this where I really needed some space to honor the vulnerability and humility that 2023 offered. 
uh, without anticipation <laughs> um, and just create that quiet space to start the new year and, yeah. and just to allow myself to, you know, to just be still, to do the things that we talk about on this show and the things that I, I wrote about in The Soul of the Helper to give us that space to be still and be quiet um, so that we can see our own inherent worth and that yeah. enoughness that's within us. Um, but that's really, I think, creating that space to start the year and letting it be okay and letting yeah. it be enough and knowing that our listeners, like, you know, for those who are listening, like, there is a part of me that really wants to say, like, gosh, I'm so sorry that we couldn't get episodes out sooner because that's what we've always done in the past. And there is this deep part of me that's also, like, Thank y'all so much for your your grace and patience. Thank you for trusting us with your time as we do our best to honor honor you through these episodes, um, but also for for trusting us to take care of us in January so that um, we could really show back up to the yeah. show and offer what's ours to offer as we move into yeah. the spring. Yeah. So I love all of that. And you know, you know me, I'm always going to try and ask, okay, super tangibly, right? Blah, so uh, let, me ask, uh, let me, I want to break it in half, right? Because the first chunk of what you just talked about was kind of a proactive heading into 2024. And obviously we are, you know, we're already in February when we're recording this. Right. But as people right. are looking ahead to a, a busy year, a, a year that will undoubtedly be eventful and have things popping up. You yes. Know, yes. What? What are some ways that you would say either from, you know, from the book or from the newsletter, from just your own life, right, that you're, if someone came to you and said, okay, how do I proactively build some of that space in or slow some things down or I want to do some of that proactively right over the next month or so, like kind of set some of those rhythms or practices, right? Do you have a couple ideas kind of in the in the proactive sense? Yeah, no, that's, that's a really good question. And of course, not one that I expected you to be asking um, as we <laughs> were thinking about, you know, this topic today, but I'm glad that you're asking it. So I I think, so I will say that for me to have gotten to the point that I did in January to let it kind of rest and to give myself some space and, and listeners like, please hear me. Like I was not, you know, not doing anything all December or J or January, right? Like <laughs> I still, I have a job and I have a, a, you know, my family and there are several things that, you know, keep me kind of hopping and bopping around. But um, I think creating that space to find rest and to protect it when I can was really important. And I think, leading up to December and January, I have found that the practice of Sabbath has been hugely instrumental in being able to better discern how I spend my time and letting how I spend my time be enough so that I'm not mindlessly just trying to fill it up without really carefully thinking like, no. what do I need right now in this moment? Like to yeah. let myself be comfortable with, you know, places of rest. And so Sabbath for me, you know, I, I'm now at a point where it's a majority of one day a week is how I, I honor and practice that. But I do write in the book about how 
there were seasons where it was like I would give myself like an hour, two hours on Sunday, and that would be my Sabbath practice. And because that's yeah. all I could do in that season of life. So so I would just one, I would suggest listeners, you know, find ways to practice a day of rest, whether you identify as Christian or or what wherever you are in your faith journey. I I just think creating some space to really rest and get comfortable with the discomfort of resting um, <laughs> is, is an important practice, like underlying yeah. practice, circling it because it is, it's, you know, it's, it's not easy. We've kind of got to, we've, we've got to take it one week at a time. Yeah. So that, that would be one. I think that's, that's really yeah. important. Um, Can I, I yeah, want to highlight please, two things go for that it. you said yeah. I thought were really yeah. important, right? Sure. One was you, you said, you know, uh, Right now, I can do a little bit longer, you know, most of a day, but there were definitely times where it was, you know, just an hour or, you know, whatever that looked yeah. like. And I think yep. the idea there of it, it matters more that it fits and it is like sustainable for you than aiming for right. something that is, uh, quote unquote, the, the perfect, the ideal that you would like, right? Okay, I want to have a whole day off, but that that doesn't actually work. And so then you end up getting frustrated by it or you feel discouraged, right? It matters more yeah. that it's, it's feasible than that it fits. So if you say, okay, you know, the hour before I go to bed or the hour when I wake up or the, you know, the the drive home, I'm going to like not listen to anything and not try to be productive mm-hmm. and listen to an audio or whatever, right? Like mm-hmm. thinking through ways that yep. make it feasible for you, right? I think matters. So I think that's important to highlight. And then, and the second one being, you know, you, you said right there, you said not to, to, try and make it a big thing and it kind of along the same lines but to embrace the discomfort right so knowing yeah. that yeah an entire day again even if that's the ideal for you if you say like if you right now if you said okay Robert one whole day a week you're not going to use any technology and there'd be no anything and you need to like sit quietly right uh, even if I didn't have kids I, that would be incredibly hard for me <laughs> right like uh, you know an yeah, hour in, right. I would I would be going a little stir crazy because I'm just not used to that. Right. And so the idea of, yeah. of maybe starting small so that it's uncomfortable, but not so much so that it's like, this is horrible. Right. Like I'm, right, I'm, I've, right. I've switched over into distress and I spent the whole time just with anxious thoughts running wild about everything that I'm not doing. Right. So like, yeah, growing that muscle bit by bit as well. I think, you know, both of those just highlighting those two things, because I think for a lot of us, you know, we and I know every time we talk about setting goals or making changes, we talk about this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. trying to lift giant weights right away is it's going to be too heavy, and that's going to end up hurting us more than it is going to going to grow any any kind of like muscle for us, right? So, can we do things yeah. in small bits and small ways that that we can succeed at? That's a little uncomfortable, and then we can you know over time stretch that out if there's an ideal you know that we want to work towards, but. I think both yeah. of those are, are helpful just to kind of underline. Yeah, no, I, I appreciate you um, underlining those. I think that, you know, that's uh, both of them are, I think, are incredibly important as I think about Sabbath and, you know, and and also share that humbly, like that is one practice that has been helpful for me. Um, and I think what has been really important through it, though, too, is remembering like what is, what's the why behind it? So for me, it's not like I'm not just saying like, oh, I'm going to practice Sabbath because it's a performative, you know, practice for me to just say that it's something I'm doing. 
right, uh, but that underneath it, right? Because I'm supposed to. There's no shame layered over this. Like you know, that's not that's not that doesn't support or sustain healthy behaviors or change. So for me, it's like practicing Sabbath because I am learning every day humbly um, that I that my presence alone is a gift and that I don't have to be doing in order to be worth, you know, love, God's love or love from those around me. And so learning to rest in Sabbath allows me that space to remember my inherent belovedness, to know that I am worthy of receiving God's love and um, finding spaces to rest. It really does help me to better discern where my priorities are as I go through the week so that I'm not just, you know, ping-ponging from one thing to the next to the next to the next because it's what everybody else wants me to do. Yeah. But learning to get really grounded within what is it that I need to do within my context and circumstances, knowing that sometimes I do have to do things that, you know, of course that I don't want to do, but like yeah, thinking more carefully and closely about why it is that I do what I do. I will say yeah. that Ruth Ruth Haley Barton's book, Embracing Rhythms of Work and Rest, was one that I found to be really helpful and important in getting clear on this practice of Sabbath. So Sabbath actually was like my key um, spiritual practice for 2023. 2023 started on a Sunday and it ended on a Sunday. And all throughout the entire year, those Sundays were really important for me. So again, going back to the original question, Sabbath, this practice of Sabbath was one that was really helpful in kind of thinking about how do I move into 2024? Um, yeah. So that that's one. I would say another is I've been practicing this like you know, what's my word for the year? Um, and I've been doing this since like, I don't know, 2009 or something as, as, as far back as I can remember in terms of what word I've picked out. Um, yeah. But this has been one that has helped me. It's not just, you know, oh, I'm picking a, a fun word that, you know, is interesting or, you know, that I aspire to. Although for some people that might be why they pick the word that they do. But yeah. for me, I have listened to whatever word is kind of rumbling around within the months before the start of the year. And I use that as more of like a filter by which I decide how I spend my time and what I do with that upcoming year. It's yeah. more of a prayer um, and a hope. And so for this year, that word has been connection. Hmm. Um, so for... Yeah, so for 2023 it was peace. For 24 it's connection, and yeah. that has helped me think much more carefully about again, like how do I spend my time, knowing that it is limited, it is unpromised, um, it is a gift, and thinking about how do I connect with my loved ones, with uh, Corey and the kids, with friends, um, yeah. with God, and with friends and with myself, like all of these pieces. So that's kind of helped me moving into January to think like, how do I prioritize and, and focus my time carefully? Yeah. Yeah. I love so. that. And there's a, I can't remember if I've ever mentioned this before, but there's a, there's a, an exercise I do sometimes with clients that actually I like modified from 
um, Todd Henry, who he's an author. He used to have a podcast called The mm. Accidental Creative, and I think he changed the name of okay. it. But he had, they were short little things about just being a, a creative type person, you know, and one of them, you know, years and years ago, I, I remember listening to it, and it was this idea of uh, at the beginning of the day, thinking through, okay, what what's, how do I want to show up to today, regardless of what happens? Yeah. And it's a, kind of the same premise of, you know, okay, if you flash forward to your eulogy, right? At that, this one's a little more morbid, but like, mm-hmm. what are the what yeah. are the things you want somebody to say about you, right? And so sometimes I'll have people list, you know, five five words, you know, like, and that's oh yeah, yes, today, uh-huh. regardless of what else happens, because I can't control the externals, right? But if I can show up to things in in these ways, right? So I, maybe I have said it. it. It sounds like based on your your reaction, maybe I have talked about this before. But on my computer, there's mm. a little sticky note that has been. Well, there. I remember. Well, I was going to say, I remember the sticky note when you and I presented at NACSW. Yes. Yes. You know, how, but like pre COVID, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, yep. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. So the sticky note that's on my computer, right? It And it's like taped over so that it doesn't get all, all ru- I mean, it's still pretty ruined, but uh, right. So it says creative, compassionate, peaceful, present, and faithful. And mm. I, back in, you know, whatever, 2018, 2019, uh, when I sat down and thought through, I thought, okay, that's how I want to show up to any given situation. At the end of the day, I can't control the other things, mm. you know. But, and so a little bit kind of what you're talking about of for the year, right? Okay, here's here's what I want to, the lens I kind of want to have, right? Like I want to show yeah. up whatever happens this year focused on connection and remembering that that's that's important for me that's something that i want to put my kind of intention intentionality and capacity into right mm-hmm. yeah no that's good I, I i remember that little with the five i think that's it i just think having having a word or a set of words that can just kind of help guide you um with whatever with whatever it is that you are doing or however you're approaching either this year or the decade or maybe just one word a month. Like I know Tanner Olson, who we've had on the show before, like he has a printout where he encourages folks like pick one word per month and you can write it down. And that's, you know, your one word per month for 2024. Um, You know, just whatever, whatever works for you. But this, this has stuck with me and I'm, I'm grateful for it, for the ways that it's, you know, kind of helped me posture around the upcoming year. So yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So some Sabbath, right? Some resting. Sabbath. Yep. And a word, an intention, word. A, a lens, right? Yes. Kind of just a, a posture, maybe, right? Yes. Um, I love those, and those are both on the kind of proactive, right? Like setting the stage for the year, kind. Is it? Were you about to say one one more, or do you want the second half of my question? Remind me of the second half of your question, and That's then I'll good. tell. I'll see which if it's yeah where it fits. Okay. Well, the the other I said I was going to kind of break it in two, right? The other the other way I was going to frame it, right, was so when we hopped on, and if you if you don't want me sharing this, I can edit it out, right? But as we hopped on, we were talking about okay, oh, yep, yeah. Uh-huh. Me, I said let me pull up your newsletter, and you said yeah, it's funny because I obviously I said that newsletter, and then today has been a little bit more hectic and a little mm-hmm. less. You know, Isn't I feel it? like I'm good at moving slowly. So the second half of my question was going to be okay, proactive stuff, good. What about we we set that and we say, okay, I want to move slowly into the year. I want to, you know, here's the ways that I want to be. And then a day comes where, man, everything, there's 
angry emails coming in and cars breaking and kids getting in trouble at school and phone calls and meltdowns and And needing to get all new tires and right uh yes yeah so (laughs) like on days when everything makes that very hard right yeah what about kind of uh i don't i don't want to say reactive but like yeah uh, tools that we can grab when we need them as well perhaps yeah no i'm that's such a good question and Okay, so here I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of straddle both questions okay. if that's okay. So I had one other thought of what I was gonna say for like kind of the preventative a little bit, but also I think that this can help on the other side too. And then I definitely have a, a, a little story to share for more of a okay. reactive okay. practice. So, so I was just thinking before you would ask the question. The other the other thing was I recognized. And I write about this in the newsletter, but I really I started to recognize there were a lot of big things that happened within kind of a not a super small window, but a decently shorter window and big things that were like both really good, but also like kind of tricky, too. So like I, I shared in the newsletter, like I hit four years of sobriety, which felt so good to be like you know, and kind of a miracle still to see that and get to that point. But then I also shared about this huge bucket list item where I had been wanting, you know, I've I've dreamt about being able to bring my kiddos up to where I grew up in Mm. upstate New York. And I love that there are folks and I'm really happy for folks who are able to like be like, hey, let me show you this place that I used to go to growing up or go to this store, eat at this restaurant and have yeah. access to do that. But for someone who lives in Texas but grew up in New York, that is not something that I have had access to, to show my kids things that were meaningful to me growing up, except for like searching for it online. But like I haven't been able to like be in those spaces yeah. with them. So I'm still kind of sifting through how big that was and the ability to do that. Um, But what I have found to be important and helpful is to really name those moments and to hold space for them and to actually give them the attention that they deserve to recognize, wow, this is, this was huge. This was a really big bucket list item. And maybe to some folks it would be like, well, you know, yeah, cool. Like I got to I got to show my kids where I grew up. Um, But for some of us, especially those who are big feelers, (laughs) um, (laughs) it's a really big deal. And so I think creating space and paying attention to when those big moments happen and, and honoring them can both be, I think that can be a really important proactive thing so that we don't just stuff down when those moments happen and just keep running through um, our lives and our days, but to actually like really sit with and hold and honor like, wow, this happened. And that may mean that you can't go do, you know, the 10 things on your to-do list in that moment, but that's okay. Like, I think it's okay to like give space to when those emotions surface to honor those, those big things as they happen. So I think that's a really important one. Um, and again, I think it's both a preventative thing, kind of looking ahead to like 
hold space for those things. But then also as those moments surface to to give yourself the space that you need to honor that. Like I remember sitting at the the edge of Lake Ontario with the kids and like closing my eyes and breathing deep, just recognizing and naming like, wow, I never I didn't know if this would get yeah. to happen to share this moment yeah. with them. And so I could be with it in that moment. So that that's one big one. And then when you ask the question, um, the other thing that came to mind, and our longtime listeners will be like, oh, we've heard this <laughs> a million times, but, but that's okay. Um, but the practice of centering right. prayer is still just, it is such an important practice for me. I'm not saying that that would be the most important practice for everyone. Um, because I know that that can look different for folks for lots of different reasons. And whether it's centering prayer, whether it's meditation, whether it's just taking a moment to take some deep breaths, whatever it looks like for you, I think creating some space to be still and quiet and to practice, like again, practicing surrender and trusting that 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 God is holding us and holding the moment and all the things that are bubbling up is really important, especially in those. So like to you, you were asking before, like how right before we got on the call, I was like, oh, that's right. I did write all of that, you know, the stuff in my, in, in this month's newsletter, but like shortly before I hopped on to record this, like I did, I realized like I need to practice centering prayer right now because I've got to find some grounding and just recenter myself after some bumpiness from this morning. And so 10 minutes, 12 minutes of just breathing deep is for me, it is really important just to recenter myself so that I can do the work that is mine to do um, in this moment and throughout the day. So that would be an important, I think, I hate to say reactive, but just like an as needed. Right. Yeah. Um, but it's also a preventative one, right? Like it's one that we I I have found needs to I need to do regularly, but then I also need it to be within arm's reach. Yeah. For those those bumpy days. Yeah. So no, I love that. Just a a, a tool in the at the tool belt that we can reach for in a in a moment where we need it as well, right? And but that also can be helpful. Yeah. You know, if every morning if there's a way to incorporate some pausing or some uh, centering prayer, or I know I mentioned, you know, a while back, uh, a, a short little progressive muscle relaxation thing, or like a little mindfulness mm-hmm. script or something. Yes. About, like if there's a, yes. a little audio clip that helps you just like focus on that instead, you know, whatever it is, right? Mm-hmm. Finding things like that, you know, whether that's incorporated as a rhythm or, woof, man, this day's really, I'm feeling it. Uh, you know what? I'm before yeah. I go into my next meeting instead of trying to knock out a couple emails or, you know, before I, you know, if I, instead of rushing to go run an errand before I grab the kids, you know, maybe I'll, maybe I'll sit for seven minutes instead and breathe and that's okay, you know? Yeah. Or even, even two minutes, Yeah. right? Like even two minutes, if that's all you've got, that's fine. So exactly what you're saying, like rather than checking email or maybe rather than responding to text messages or checking social media and the mindless things that we do just out of habit, just creating that little bit of boundaried space. You can't see my hands, but I'm (laughs) like, you know, it's almost like a, (laughs) 
it's like I'm just kind of like pushing away, just like creating that space that you need to give yourself what you need to ground yourself within yeah. the moment. And it is, it just, it's, I have found that it just exponentially helps as I continue to go through yeah. my day, um, just as like a reset button, if yeah. anything. Yeah. I love that. What I'm, I know, I really appreciate the space to kind of, launch off of what I had written within this month's newsletter. Um, but I would be curious too, are there other things that you can think of or things that you would add? Because I know that both you and I have been like, yeah, we're we're moving slowly this in January yeah. and that and with intention. So is there anything that you would add to what I've shared? Um I mean I, I, I like yours. I, you know, I started asking you questions on purpose so, so that I could listen to what you had to say. Yeah. A boy. Um, yeah. <laughs> No, I thank mean you, you had friend. written about it, obviously, and so you know you had you had some extra thought behind it, perhaps. Well, thank you. Um, I think finding ways. I'm repeating myself a little bit, but just ways that that fit within or that don't have to be these huge changes, right? So I know in the past couple right. months, maybe month or two, in once in the evening, instead of you know because we have both kids, you know, in between dinner and bedtime is usually just like pure chaos, and so normally you know we were just let Knox go outside for a little bit and like get him back in. And I've been, you know, putting him on a leash and like walking him around the edges of our backyard and letting him go to the bathroom and whatnot. And I, it's just, it's like, mm -hmm. even if it's uh -huh. cold, you know, I'll put on a, a jacket. And actually what's really, what's been really sweet is one, one of the kids, they kind of alternate whether they're in the middle of something fun, but uh, some days, you know, one of them will be like, I want to come. Okay. That's, you know, that's obviously less convenient, but it's, you know, and the first time Greg uh -huh, came, right. he said, wow, it's cool out here because it's dark and quiet. And I was like, I know, but isn't it peaceful? Like, <laughs> which, you know, then he was running down the driveway screaming, you know, having a blast. So less so, but, you know, right, just, right, right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, it takes, you know, five minutes maybe, right? But then I come back in a little bit more ready for bedtime perhaps, or, you know, I've, I've gotten a little bit of stretching my legs, a little bit of like fresh air. And like that's not a huge thing, but it I've just decided like, hey, I like a couple minutes of walking around and obviously maybe that's a little better for Knox to walk him around right then anyway. But I think, mm -hmm. you know, things like that that can be kind of small, feasible things or small ways of having fun. You know, I know we talked a lot last year, I think, on the show about listening to, to music and how that had kind of come back for me in a in a larger way. And I think some of that is shifting to like I can have a little bit more fun in in moments you know instead of necessarily putting on a podcast or you know and obviously yeah, if sure. it's this podcast definitely do that but I'm just kidding um but you know like while feeling the pressure of like <laughs> okay I always have to be listening to this specific type of thing but like yeah it's okay if I'm just yeah air drumming and doing the dishes while listening to some fun music instead or you know but like finding ways to make things yeah. a little bit fun as well even if they are also things that I like need to get done right so I mean the the kids have enjoyed just listening to music with me while we're playing or something or you know just having oh, some of that's that awesome. and you know sometimes it's adds stimulation which isn't what I need but sometimes it is and it's you know okay there's stimulation but it's yeah. like a, it's fun you know so finding ways to kind of allow ourselves to have fun as well in in moments you know here and there is so I think both of yeah. those can be smaller ones that we can like fit within, but then, you know, just finding 
finding ways that work for you in terms of what what slows things down or or makes it feel you know less heavy or I don't know that type of thing. Yeah, no, that's good, and I I think that kind of I I feel like that circles back to some of the stuff that we talked about at the very beginning too, and how us engaging in these things, like how we model this for our kids and how you're doing that, you know, with your kiddos too, and just looping them into it. But I, I love that y'all are going on those walks. I am certain that Knox is loving it. I love when I, when I see sometimes the videos that you'll put up with the music at Knox and it's like pitch blackout, but you know, (laughs) you could barely see Knox like walking around, but no, I, I love that. And I, I actually, I was thinking too, as you were talking, like, I, I appreciated that you brought up the bedtime routine stuff too, because that, that actually probably would be another thing that I would elevate just the importance of finding a routine that, that facilitates mm-hmm. and supports like good, healthy sleep, mm. yeah. you know, that's, I feel like that's another thing that's been really helpful for me. Yeah. You know, I kind of want to throw back to the episode that we had with Dr. Michael Scullin on um where he kind of promoted some of those things but the ways that you're doing that i think is good too so anyways okay yeah well obviously that's just a a couple and uh not not at all exhaustive but yeah of course not yeah listeners i think i i would say i was gonna say we would say but i you know i can't I'll let you decide whether you want to agree with me or not, but hopefully you are uh, <laughs> finding some ways to move slowly into 2024 if that is helpful for you as well. Yeah. As always, if you want to connect with the show, you can do that at cxmhpodcast.com or on the various social medias. I don't know, at cxmhpodcast, whichever <laughs> ones, I don't know, look and see. And if we're not there, we're not there. I don't, you're not going to find a TikTok for cxmh, whatever. Um, That's right. Connect with Holly no. at hollyoxhandler.com. <laughs> or on social medias at Holly Octandler. You can also buy her book, The Soul of the Helper. Um, you can connect with me at robert-vore.com or on various social medias at Robert Vore. Holly, thanks for hopping on for a uh, quick afternoon chat about moving slowly um, <laughs> a, a month into the, the new year. Any closing thoughts or jokes or haiku mm. for our listeners? <laughs> No, no haikus. I just, I just want to say I'm really thankful for our listeners. And Robert, I'm really thankful for you too. I love that we get to do this together. And I'm grateful for the grace and flexibility that we have as we, you know, as we, as we offer this and practice what we preach on this show. Thanks for listening to the CXMH podcast. Want to score some major brownie points? Leave us five stars and an honest review on iTunes. Follow us on social media at CXMH podcast and email us with questions, comments, and interview requests at CXMH podcast at gmail.com.